Hello, everybody. Welcome to Stolen Droids Podcast. <laughs> that was Marley. Have you caught it at the tail end there doing our theme song because Colin's out with his fancy soundboard. So, uh, welcome to Stolen Droids. I'm Jake. I'm Marley. And I'm Zoner. And, and that's it. That's, that's it. all of us today. That's it tonight. It's just the three Everyone of us tonight. Everyone else sucks. Wow. Oh. Wow, Marley. Shots fired. fired. I yeah, said it. <laughs> I mean, it's not inaccurate. Uh, this is this is the second this is the second podcast episode tonight that Colin has chickened out of. Uh, apparently, he doesn't want to talk about the tough subjects. First one was the Snyder the Snyder cut. Didn't want to be there. Chickened out. Couldn't share his thoughts. Uh, and now we're going to be talking about the MCU and Black Widow. And apparently, again, it's too controversial for Colin. So he's not. He here. can't handle it. Yeah. Which is fine. He's a little girl. It'll be fine. That's not even fair. That's not even fair to little girls because little girls are amazing say, and awesome and tough hey. and incredible. And Colin is none of those things. So. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but he's not dead. No, he's not dead. He should be with shame, but he's not. <laughs> you know, uh, that's uh, that's almost worse than not being dead. Yeah, I mean, at this point, he'd he'd be better off if we killed him off every week, and like and we used to. That's not what we're gonna do. Instead, he he's will have only, to suffer and live with yeah. the shame. He's only mostly dead. Yeah. See, and I was thinking of another scene in that movie when uh, when he's laying in the bed and he says he says to the death and he says no to the pain. And that's what we're putting Colin through is instead of to the death, to the pain, the embarrassment of having to live with yourself after this, Colin. It'll be hard. Colin. That's fair enough. Yeah. Wow. Jake, the harsh taskmaster. Speaking of taskmaster, we finally got a release <laughs> date for the Black Widow. If you guys don't know, taskmaster is the bad guy in, in the Black Widow movie. I didn't know that, to be oh. honest. <laughs> Wow, spoilers. Well, it's just funny because, sorry, real quick, I just have to say, like, okay, yes, I'm excited for the Black Widow movie, but at the same time where it's just been pushed and pushed, yes. and not not totally by our, you know, obviously there was a pandemic right, and everything, and still kind of is and everything, but, like, I guess I'm just kind of like, eh, I'll watch it eventually. Like, sure, Black Widow, yay. It, it's really interesting. I mean, different. Yeah. I, I, I hear you. I am right there with you. I get it. It's it's interesting. I think the movie is going to be good. I think it, that it's going to live up to the hype. It'll maybe be worth the wait. I don't know. Um, but oh, now I feel bad. Colin just sent us a message in Slack telling us to have a good show, guys. <laughs> Little does he know. Oh, we're sure. Our great by shaming him. Um, but I think it's yeah, going to be he good. He got lit up. Yeah. <laughs> It's too late for him now. I think Disney, I think Marvel have a lot of faith in this film. And I think you can see that like the Avengers video game, for example, that came out at the end of last year, like in the first sequence on the bridge, you fight against Taskmaster, right? And you've got the whole kind of, he's connected with Black Widow and she's the one that has to take him down as you're playing through uh, that sequence, right? On the bridge. Um, And I thought this is going to make a whole lot more sense to a lot of people after the Black Widow movie comes out and where it was mm-hmm. supposed to come out 
last summer and then the video game was going to come out, um, I was like, this will make a lot more sense to people. And so I think Disney has a lot of faith in the movie, but it has kept getting pushed back and pushed back because of the current situation. Now, it was supposed to come out, like like you said, last summer, mm-hmm. and then they pushed it to what, like Thanksgiving? Was it Thanksgiving? Yeah, and I think Thanksgiving. it was again later that summer. Like, it was only like maybe a month or two. Like, it wasn't like a huge push initially, and then it kept just pushing farther back, and then they're like, yeah. Eh. We'll tell you when we tell you. Like, just it's 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 not going to happen yet. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie. I kind of forgot about it. It just I I was excited for it because I mean, Black Widow is a cool character. Oh yeah, yeah. and you know everybody well, was really clamoring for a solo film of of her, and then the pandemic hit and she just kind of got pushed away well and you know why i think a huge reason too is because the events in the black widow movie take place like a lot earlier Mm -hmm. and so it's not like it's not like we're sitting around you know we've had endgame we've had spider-man um far from home and we're just kind of like you know what comes next kind of thing like we're just ready for more marvel like the next thing that's going to happen with marvel because, yeah, we talked about in our WandaVision episode that WandaVision was our first new Marvel content that we've had since then, Yeah, you know, and, and Black Widow should have been that. But again, I just don't think it really like mattered too much because Black Widow didn't fit in the timeline anyway. So I think yeah. at least for me, I was just kind of like, well, it's going to be a really cool movie. She's a really cool character. I'm excited to see it, but I'm not like waiting in line at the movie theater to go see it kind of thing. Like, cause I'll just be like, Oh, well, it's not like I I'm dying to know what's going to happen next in the MCU. Yeah. Yeah. It, it takes place after captain America civil war. So it, it's kind of like captain Marvel in the sense that it's not a, a timeline breaker or it is a timeline breaker. You know, it, it doesn't follow the continuity. It, it jumps out of continuity. Mm-hmm. And so, I think that's made it a little easier to swallow for a lot of fans that the fact that we've had to wait so long. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I, I, I just, I bring it up only because I I had seen it in a couple of threads where people were saying again, especially since I think just yesterday or the day before they announced officially that July 9th is the release date for it and that it will be available. Uh, in theaters as well as on Disney plus, if you pay the $30 for the premier access, mm-hmm. this is one that I will probably not pay the $30 for, but I will probably go see in the theater because I do. Uh, number one, I think theaters are going to be a little bit more open at that point. I think things are going to be a little bit closer back to pre pandemic. And so I th- quote unquote normal. Yeah. Quote unquote normal. Like I hate saying going back to normal, but I think it'll be closer to whatever the, the normal is going to be. Yeah. And so I, I'm excited to possibly go see it in the theater. Um, but somebody had made the comment that, Oh man, they're pushing it back again. Disney must really have no confidence in this movie. And it, it's the opposite because this is going to be their first big release 
into theaters. This is going to be yes. what they're yeah. expecting and hoping is going to draw people to buy the movie tickets and to somehow recoup some of the budget that they've spent on this movie, which was quite a bit. Yeah. Well, you look at what Raya and the Last Dragon did, and I don't know if either of you have had a chance to see that yet. Mm-hmm. Not yet. Uh, I've seen it, I don't know, like a dozen times because of my girls. But I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun movie. But it did not do well in the theaters. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't pull in a lot at the box office. And there's a lot of people saying, oh, well, you know, this is a huge flop, which, you know, you don't really hear coming from a Disney animated film. And now there's a lot of people saying, oh, well, are we going to see the same thing with Black Widow? I really doubt that for one, for the reason you just mentioned, Jake, this is going to be a really big, potentially theatrical release. Mm -hmm. And. I think you're going to have a lot of people who, if they choose not to go to the theaters, are going to pay that 30 bucks and say, hey, you know, it's cheaper for me to stay home, have a big viewing party with all my buds, and let's let's just get back into the MCU hardcore. Yeah. Well, and even just for safety reasons, too. I mean, there's, you know, that's possible in some parts of the world and in our country, like there's just... You know, not everyone is going to have access to the vaccine or, you know, just different reasons. And so having I think I think it's a great idea for them to have the um, the premiere access option on Disney Plus. Like, I think it's great. I yeah, I the more I think about it, the more I'm like, you know, I think I will go see this one in theaters. I think that that would be a great idea. And especially by July here mm-hmm. in the area that we live in, like, I think things will be a little bit better. And yeah, I think movie theaters are going to pick up. Not to the point where they were before, but yeah. better than they were just a year ago. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And yeah. I think it's hard, too, when you look at something like Raya and The Last Dragon, to, to call it a flop really takes out of consideration the current climate and the current situation and what's going on. And the other thing is, with an animated film like Raya, Disney can survive that not doing well at the box office because the merchandising and, um, you know, the sales that come aside from the movie sales will make up for it. Uh, merchandising yes. that they'll do in the park and in the stores and things like that uh, will make up for the bad ticket sales. I mean, you look at you look at uh, Planes as an example. Disney still made money off of Planes, even though that was a crummy, crummy movie, and it flopped in the box office. But they don't care because they made money in other ways. And and with their animated films, they can do that. I don't know that that works as well with something like Black Widow, where they're counting on those box office sales to really kind of drive that. Because even even as nerdy as we are, we don't buy merchandise as much as kids do. The licensing that goes out for a Marvel movie isn't even the same as what you'll get with a, or the merchandising isn't the same as what you'll get with a kid's movie. So true. That, very that's true. very true. And this one isn't even like a kid friendly Marvel movie. Like, I don't think it's going to be grossly inappropriate for kids, but it's not like Spider-Man, which is very easily marketable to kids. I don't know that this one yeah. with the Russian espionage piece and things like that is going to be quite as marketable to kids as, as some of the other Marvel movies have been. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I wonder, you know, with, I mean, just the fact that it's Black Widow, I I have a sneaking suspicion there's going to be, 
you know, sexuality being used and, and things like that with the Russian espionage stuff. So, yeah, this isn't one that you're probably going to want to take your your seven-year-old to, I'm guessing. Yeah, Probably not. Teenagers are probably fine, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can be the judge of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not like it's not like taking them to to a hard R or anything like that, but it, it is going to be. I, I think it's for I the think older. I think it's similar to like if you've seen the first episode of and I know we're not talking about this right now, but uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier, like. Not even that it's inappropriate necessarily, but like. I just don't think that my four-year-old is going to be as excited to sit down and watch that show with me as he was yeah. to watch like Captain America or, or Spider-Man because there's not the colorful costumes as much and it's a lot more character development and things like that. And WandaVision was very much the same. And so I think that this is going to be similar in that it's not necessarily going to be the same kind of superhero flick as what we've seen. It's going to be closer to like the winter soldier movie where it's a little bit darker, a little bit grittier, a little bit more spy like, and that one's just, I love that movie, but it's not as great for, for my little kids. They yeah, just, just a little it. bit more mature. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little more real too, because I mean, especially with the, those two characters, Falcon and winter soldier, I mean, they're, they don't really have like, they're still human. You know, mm-hmm. like they still have human problems. And yeah, I know like you can argue about Bucky, you know, cause he's a super soldier and has the uh, vibranium arm and everything. And that obviously is a perk, but when it comes down to it, he's still human. Yeah. You know? And so you just, you get those real human problems with that, with, with the show. Yeah, well, it, Falcon's got to pay the bills. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, so- <laughs> and at the time that we're recording this, we've only seen the first episode. Yes. Yeah. And that first episode delves deeply into the Winter Soldier being human and some of the emotions and stuff that he's got to work through. Uh, yep. And the same thing, like you mentioned, Falcon's got to pay the bills. Like, that's a big part of what we see in it. And uh, it's it's interesting. And I think that what we're seeing with WandaVision and now with Falcon and Winter Soldier is where is the MCU going from here, right? We've gotten through Endgame. Uh, Black Widow was kind of supposed to be that palate cleanser where it's like, okay, this is something different. You're you're done with Endgame. And before we move on to the next phase, here's just something to kind of cleanse your palate a little bit. Um, and obviously we didn't get that at the time that we were supposed to and everything's kind of been shifted now. Um, so we've seen WandaVision. We're seeing Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, we're going to see what Loki does in June to mess everything up because that's what Loki does. <clears throat> and then we've got, uh, you know, the beginning of what is this phase four or phase five of uh, phase four, I think yeah, phase four, phase four of the MCU. Where are we going with the MCU and what do we think is going to happen next? Well, it's interesting because uh, Black Widow's new release date actually takes over uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which mm-hmm. has been bumped to September 3rd. Uh, and that was, I mean, I'm hoping there we're going to get to see like the real Mandarin and all sorts of awesomeness. Mm-hmm. But we won't get into that whole Iron Man 3 thing. But <laughs> We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, but then we've got, you know, the the final scene from WandaVision. And I actually read something yesterday, I think it was, 
They said that's actually a scene from Doctor Strange 2, that we're going to see that scene in the mm-hmm. film, which makes me think, okay, we, they're setting up a whole lot of stuff here with multiverse and mm-hmm. and I'm wondering how Shang-Chi is going to play into this and how the Ten Rings are going to come into into play and I I I honestly though have no idea what to expect. So I and I I kind of like that. Yeah. I think you're right. It's hard to know what to expect because we've got some very different things going on. And I think looking even at the the three television series that are coming out between now and the summer, you've got WandaVision, which really kind of takes us into Wanda and chaos magic and kind of brings in a little bit more of that sorcery. Um, as you get, you know, to Agatha and find out that there's other sources of magic besides just Dr. Strange and Wanda. And now we're getting more and more into it. So you've got that mystic side of Marvel. And then I think with, Sam and Bucky and Falcon Winter Soldier, we've got a little bit more of that grounding, that real people. How is it? How did the blip affect normal small businesses and normal people and things like that? And we're getting a little bit of, of that real world grounding uh, with those two characters in that series. Who knows what we're going to get with Loki? You look at the movies that are coming up. You've got Shang-Chi, like you said, and the Ten Rings a little bit more of that mystic side. You've got Dr. Strange, a lot more of that mystic side. You've got um, Thor, Love and Thunder. Um, There's also the Eternals. The Eternals. Oh, yeah. That comes out, what, December? November. November. And the Eternals is going to take us deep into the cosmic side of Marvel. And so what I think is really interesting is Marvel is really – it feels like they're taking us into what we've got in the comics, where if you're a longtime reader of the Marvel comics, there really is like there's the X-Men part, there's the Avengers, which are kind of on Earth most of the time, and then there's the really cosmic stuff, which is like Guardians of the Galaxy, the Eternals, things like that that's going on in space, and you've got the mystic side of things, and all of these parts that you've got in the comics are starting to come together in the movies as well, and we're going to have a lot of different stories, and it'll be interesting to see how they tie those together into the big crossover movies like Uh, the next Avengers movie, whenever that comes out. Yeah, for sure. And like you said, they all seem so different. And Mm -hmm. and like in the comics, they are all so different. You know, I, I know I've had friends for years who are big comic readers. They don't know what's going on with the cosmic stuff, or they may know, okay, I know Thanos and I know silver surfer and Galactus, but I know them because of their relationship with, say, the Fantastic Four. I know them because of their ties to the characters that are are more the Earthbound characters. Mm-hmm. And they don't know these other characters, even though they're diehard Marvel fans. Mm-hmm. And I, I wonder if we're going to start to see MCU fans like that. Oh, well, I, I only watch the, the earthbound MCU stuff. I don't, I don't watch the cosmic MCU stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I don't watch the, the stuff that, that focuses on the, the magic or. Well, I, I, I definitely have like, even just with what we have now, like I've seen, I, I've like come across people who've like kind of, they just kind of pick and choose what they see. And I'm, I guess for me, I'm like, I don't understand that because it's all part of one big, awesome story mm-hmm. and you're missing parts of it if you don't watch everything. 
I agree. So I, I mean, yeah, sure. There's definitely that divide and you know, there's only so much time and stuff and there's so many movies, but at the same time, it's like make time for these movies because they're just, they're so good. They're, they're really high quality. You know, I mean, there's something Kevin Feige. I mean, my goodness, he, he has it figured out. Yeah. And he has a plan. And I, I think too, it's pretty awesome. Um, I've just been kind of thinking about things too, as you guys have been talking and the thing I like too, about where the MCU is going is that we get to see a lot of our same favorite characters like, um, you know, Spider-Man and Dr. Strange and, um, Captain Marvel. And, you know, like we still get to see a lot of those characters that we've already met Mm-hmm. And we get to see more of their stories because now that the big six are done, <laughs> um, minus Black Widow, obviously, because we're getting that movie here in a few months. But yes. now that like technically those guys are done, we now get the opportunity to see these other people on the big screen and we get to see more of their stories. But also at the same time, we get to know a lot more other characters that we would have never have gotten to Mm -hmm. if, you know, if Marvel and Disney weren't so big like this, because like, really, I think like back when they started Iron Man, the first Iron Man movie, I don't think they ever, they didn't, they had no idea that it was going to get this big with Marvel movies, like being able to bring in like all of those, um, you know, kind of the space like stories, all the cosmic stuff. Like, I don't think they would have ever, had no. any idea that they could bring all of this in and, and no. all the all the different stories. When when they did the Iron Man movie, number one, Marvel Studios as we know it now wasn't nearly what it – it wasn't the same back then at all because they had kind of sold off the rights to a lot of these movies. I mean they had sold off the rights to X-Men to Fox and they had sold off the rights of Spider-Man to Sony. And then they said, Punisher, okay, we're going to make these movies. Ghost Rider and – yeah, Ghost Rider, Fantastic Four, those were all with other places. And so what they were left with were really, I mean, honestly, 90s, early 2000s, when you're talking about, you want to talk about like the, like the X-Men were the big sellers in the comic books and the Spider-Man was a big seller, but like nobody was buying Captain America or Iron Man. Like the Avengers were not that is true. Yeah. really that cool. I mean... I, I say that Hulk I know, was, but yeah, Hulk Hulk has always kind of had that appeal and has always kind of been a big deal, and that's why Universal is hanging on to the rights to Hulk with a tight fist, and they won't give it up, and that's why we don't get a Hulk movie. But when you look at it, like really, what they were left with, they're like, I mean, we could try to build the Avengers, but who knows if anybody's interested in that? Iron Man was not cool. I mean, he was fine, but he wasn't the big popular thing that he is now, and. That's why they got an actor like Robert Downey Jr. to play him because at that time, Robert Downey Jr. was trying to put his career back together because he had just gone through another couple of stints in rehab and things like that. And kudos to him for doing that. That's one of the hardest things ever to give up addiction and to fight through that and everything else. And he did that. But like he was not the established name in Hollywood that he is now because of stuff that had happened. And this really kind of put him back on that track. Iron Man being the hit that it was, all of a sudden they said, okay, maybe we can make something out of these characters and maybe we, we've got something there. But then the thought of doing something like Guardians of the Galaxy, I remember 
when they announced the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I was still going to my local comic book shop and buying comics every week. And it was Black Cat Comics. You mean you don't you I, don't do that now? I just don't have the time to do it now, and that sucks. But I would I was in Black Cat Comics and I remember having a conversation with the owner, Greg, who if you've never been to Black Cat Comics and you've never met Greg, you should go if you're in Utah because I'm going tomorrow. Are you? Huh? It's my favorite place. For funsies. Yeah. Greg's I've been, awesome. I've been a few times. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of my favorite places, uh best place I think in Salt Lake to buy comics. Uh yes. anyway. Oh, yeah. I was having a conversation with him about it. And I said, so what do you think of them making a guardians of the galaxy movie? He's like, I don't know. And I said, I honestly think it's going to flop. <laughs> I like, I thought it was going to be their first big flop because I was like, nobody wants to go see a talking raccoon and a tree that just says Groot. And like, nobody's and interested in, space. in that. Yeah. And I'm like, and am Dave I Batista, seriously the only one who thought it was going to do well, just based on the goodwill of Marvel? No, I think there were a lot of people that were. I just think that people who, I think there were a lot of people who were familiar with the comics and the stories were like, no. And Uh like Dave Bautista, who plays Drax, like he was a professional wrestler. Honestly, other than Dwayne The Rock Johnson, there has never been a successful like actor who was a professional wrestler. I mean, never. (laughs) Hulk Hogan has done movies, but he was not good. And so like the idea that, Dave Batista was going to be in it. Piper's films. Those were awesome. Oh my yeah. Goodness. Another great example, <laughs> but like, it just seemed like it wasn't going to work. And then I saw it and I was like, this is the most amazing thing that and like Andy from parks and rec. He's going to be the main yeah. hero. Come on. Like right? there were so many things that shouldn't have worked in that film and they all did. And it was amazing. I agree. Oh yeah. It's still today. I think one of the best it's definitely like high on like like because obviously I mean I love all of them not yes. equally but I love all of them and so definitely Guardians the first one is like very high on the list yeah yeah I love that movie so much and yeah. I mean I too was a little hesitant but I I remember it actually came out um, like I think uh, right before my birthday and so I like demanded some friends to go with me before a birthday movie thing. And a few people came and it was awesome. And we had such a good time and we all were just like rolling over laughing from yeah. that movie. It was so great. It, it <laughs> and was, I immediately wanted to go watch it again. It was really, really well done. And, and I think one of the reasons why is because of who they got to direct it. I think James Gunn was the perfect director for that movie because he knew how to take it seriously without taking it seriously. And he knew how to make it entertaining um, and take these characters that nobody knew and nobody, I mean, mainstream wise really cared about and make us care about them, you know? Um, and one of the things that I've really enjoyed about Marvel up to this point is that they have had different directors for different films to give each film and character its own feel. Right. Yes, definitely. And, you know, earlier tonight I was with movies that make us and we talked about the Snyder cut of uh, justice league. And DC went. I I haven't seen anything about this on the internet. Yeah, is there is there release the Snyder restore the Snyderverse? What's happening? So Marley, there was like this movie that was made a few years ago. (laughs) Oh no! And (laughs) oh, I saw that movie. It actually, I didn't think it was that bad. Oh boy! So DC (laughs) went in the other direction, and they said we're going to give you know all of our main movies to Zack Snyder and let him direct them. 
And the thing is, is I don't want my Superman movie to feel like a Batman movie. And I don't want, you know, I, I just want them to feel different because they're very different characters. And when I watch Captain yes. America sure. versus Thor, those are two very different movies and different characters and they feel different. But then when they come together in the Avengers, it works. And Marvel just had it figured out. And so it'll be interesting to see where they go next. Well, and I think the the cool thing about how they've done that, too, is each movie has its own voice, so to speak. And when mm-hmm. they come together, those voices complement each other so well. But they still, even when they're together, they're still different. They yeah. still have that uniqueness about them. You know, you know, the the smart-ass comments coming from Tony Stark or, or whatever, those are him. That's, that's his thing. That's what he does. Uh, the, the literal, the, uh, interpretation of whatever anybody says, that's Drax. That's, you know, it's the speech is about honor and freedom is going to be Captain America. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) they all have their own voice and even when they're together, Whoever it is that's directing it, whether it's Joss Whedon, and I got to say, the opening scenes in the first Avengers movie, that felt like a comic book. I I seriously felt like I was watching a comic book on the screen, and Joss Whedon did such a good job at capturing that, but the characters, they were all still their own character it didn't feel like superman is batman and stuff like Zack snyder mm-hmm. has a tendency to do with with his characters yeah well and it'll be interesting to see um because now now that we have a couple of these tv shows and there's more tv shows coming and we do know that there are other movies planned of course and even like w- there hasn't really been anything like official, but like we do know that they're going to do more Avengers movies, essentially bringing everyone together. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they, they got, they have to like, yeah. and so it'll be fun to see everybody kind of come together again. And even, even if we saw the last character, or the last time we saw that character was in a TV show or a movie, you know what I mean? Like just having those two separate mediums is going to work. It's yeah. going to work, oh, especially sure. with, um, you know, I think, I think they honestly, I think they should do more TV shows for these characters because it just really gives us the opportunity to get to know them a little bit more. We get to see more depth. There's, there's just, we, we get more I, and these characters are just so interesting. I mean, that's why there's so many comic books about all of them, Yeah, you know, and it's just, yeah, do it. I've, I've always felt like if you if you do it right, TV is the right medium for a comic book adaptation. Like I love the big movies. I love the action and everything else. But like the fact that if I'm a comic book reader, I'm used to going to my comic book shop every Wednesday and picking up the newest issue of whatever, and then reading it. Like I'm already programmed and built as a fan for a serialized version of these stories. And so I'm totally fine with like, watching episode one of Falcon Winter Soldier and waiting a week for the next one and building on that story because that's what I'm used to with these kinds of characters. And so I agree, Marley. I would love to see more TV shows or series 
like we've seen with WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Whether I, I didn't enjoy WandaVision as much as a lot of other people, but I still like that in that medium and I like the serial uh, version of it. And so I would like to continue to see that. And I'm excited for Loki. Uh, and oh getting my to gosh, know that this character. Is be so good. I'm excited for <laughs> uh, Secret Invasion that oh, is yeah. coming as well. And there's just so many great things in the works that Disney is doing. They're really taking advantage of, of owning these characters and then turning them into something good. They've realized that when they put quality content out there, they're going to make a lot of money because they've made a lot of money off of the Avengers uh, and that yes. Marvel acquisition. Yes, they have. Considering what they paid for it. (laughs) Truth. That is true. Yeah, I agree. And I hadn't really considered that, Jake, but you're exactly right. As comic readers, we are conditioned to get our our story, our 22-page story or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. and then wait a month and then get our next 22-page story and wait a month. And yeah, you're exactly right. TV is the perfect medium. And I, I, I've thought that as well, that, you know, TV, if done right, can really do some of these comic book characters justice. Mm-hmm. And I love how Marvel is doing it. I hope, I hope, like you guys have said, that they continue to utilize that a lot more. Yeah. Well, and, and the fact that they were able to get like these first three series, the fact that they were able to get, you know, Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen and, you know, uh, Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan and Tom Hiddleston to come in and say, you know, it's going to be a series. (laughs) We're not giving you a movie right now, but we're, you know, it's going to be a series and that they believed in the project in the product enough and believed in the characters enough that they're like, yeah, I want to come back and do this. Um, Mm -hmm. Like it's really impressive um, I don't know what their contract said when they signed up to play the characters. It may have been in their contract that they didn't have a choice. But in any case, <laughs> it is impressive that they're willing to come back and, and play these characters um, in in this kind of version. Because typically when you think of a series, it's, you know, once you make it as a movie star, you don't typically go back to TV because that's like a step backwards. That is true. And so. Yeah, in a way. Yeah. Well, and do you think like, so specifically thinking about Loki, um, mm-hmm. as I often do. Um, <laughs> Starting to get weird, but okay. No, just kidding. I know. Just kidding. I know. Um, do you think they knew, even back when they were filming Endgame, that they were going to do a Loki TV series? Um, I think, I think when they, they were, were... I think when they were filming Endgame, I think that was in the works. Because... Because, like, it had... It, I mean, it, it, they had to do something to show that, like... Loki was alive, like he's here, you yeah. know, because of, like we we saw him die awfully in the beginning of Infinity War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting movies mixed up. Nope, Infinity War. I just right. when you watch them like one after the other, they all just kind of blend. Um, but anyways, yeah, because we see him die, and then in the end in Endgame when they get to do like all the time hops and everything, then yeah, we all of a sudden we're, we get to see him again, and it's like. Of course, like, freaking Kevin Feige and all the other people, all the producers of MCU, they're just like, how can we do this so we can get him back? You know, they're just so sneaky. 
Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, we, we did that. So that way we could just like totally set it up for more. They, I think, and especially cause I think Loki is a fan service. Yep. Totally. Tom Hiddleston oh, sure. as Loki is a very huge fan service. I, I mean, I'm for it, but like he wasn't even supposed to be. <laughs> you, you may be the he fans even are trying to service actually. So I, I think Marley's a bit thirsty. I'm act- I am out of water. <laughs> um, but anyways, <laughs> but no, like, cause I mean, even when they were making Thor, the dark world, he wasn't supposed to be in it as much. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Fans, fans love him. Yeah, great. when they did not, when they cast him as Loki, which is a great casting, and he was going to be in Thor, and then he was going to be in Avengers, I think that was kind of, he was going to be a minor character going forward, but because of how popular he was, they made his part bigger in Thor The Dark World, and they kept bringing him back, and now he's getting his own series. And I think at the time that they did Endgame, the the three series that we've seen or the two that we've seen and the one that we're going to see very soon were in the works. So um, they were already developing WandaVision. They were already developing uh, Falcon and the winter soldier, and they were already developing Loki and they, you can see in Endgame how they set up all three of those series, right? Because you can see, you know, Loki getting the Tesseract and then disappearing. Okay. Well, that's obviously the setup for, for the Loki series. You can see, you know, Cap giving Sam the shield. Well, that was the big setup for Falcon Winter Soldier. And the conversation that, that Hawkeye and Wanda have about Natasha and Vision being gone, that's the setup for WandaVision. You can see those moments in that movie where it's like, okay, they, this was leading into those different series. Cause Marvel's always, they, they have the next, I, I've said this before. I'm a little pragmatic. I don't think they've got every step figured out, but they've got the next few figured out and they know where they're going as they're making these films and series. So they've, they've got a rough outline. Yeah. But I don't know that they've got every step along the way. Like they've got to leave things open and they've got to leave room for things like, Oh, Loki's a really popular character. Maybe instead of killing him off in this movie, let's go ahead and keep him around. You know, they they leave room for stuff like that, which is smart because uh, ultimately I don't know how to tell you guys this, but they're in it to make money. So they like to keep the characters around that people want to buy stuff. of. What? I know. Oh man. I I, I don't want to ruin the Disney magic. I thought it was for the art. No, no, Uh, I don't want to ruin the Disney magic because people think they're just there for fun. They're in it for money. Go ahead. Wait, they, these are actors playing the characters. I thought these were just, I thought these were characters. I thought that's Uh, who they are. I'm so confused. Who are these actors? You know, that's, I, (laughs) I know, I know you're joking. (laughs) But it does drive me crazy sometimes when somebody's like, oh, this is the movie where, you know, Frodo meets whatever. No, it's not. It's the movie where Elijah Wood (laughs) plays that character or, you know, whatever. Well, this is where Gandalf fights against Picard. No, it's the X-Men where Patrick Stewart is playing Xavier. And anyway, it just bugs me. But I know people are joking when they say that, too. So I shouldn't let it bother me. Anyway. So there you go. I don't know. What do you guys think? Where it, it's hard to say where they're going, except I think it's someplace good. I think Marvel movies are going to be around for a long time. I agree. Well, there's so much. There's so much content. You know, I mean, there's 
there are so many more characters out there in the comic books that we haven't even touched, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, and even this one coming up in the in in September, um, Shane Chi and the Ten Rings. Did I yeah. say that right? I have no idea what that's about, you guys. I have zero idea. Yeah, I read a tiny synopsis synopsis, and it said something about the Mandarin, and I was like, oh, I know that. He shows up in Iron Man 3. Well, ish. Well, yeah. It's about 10 Trevor rings, Marley. does, but yes. It's about 10 well, rings. Well, see, I don't, I don't know what that means. Because <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, but I don't it does read the tie directly in with the Mandarin, and so I, I'm, yeah. with, I'm with Zonor. I think we're going to actually see the Mandarin. Uh, I hope so. But but to your point, Marlon, where you asked if they're going to make more Avengers movies, or you said you assume they're going to, I agree. I mean, this summer, Disneyland is supposed to open up Avengers Campus. They have just spent a ton of money wow. building Avengers Campus and Disney's That's California right. Adventure. So, of course, they're going to make more Avengers movies. I mean, oh they want people to want to come to that. So they, you know, when you invest in building a land like that, you've got to find ways to keep people interested, and they're going to do that. Uh, by making more yeah. movies. So yep. it'll be around for are. a long time, which well, I'm fine and, with. and I mean, and honestly, it, it, this is all speculation at this point, just because we really don't know. But Disney having acquired Fox and the X-Men, that also op- opens up a whole lot more possibilities. They could make, they could remake all of them. All of the yeah. X-Men movies that we've already seen, they could totally just remake those. If they wanted to, they could bring Wolverine back, oh, but sure. obviously it wouldn't be Hugh Jackman, but they could bring a whole nother young character and start over if they wanted to. And the thing is, people will watch it. Oh, sure. People will pay to go to the theater to watch it. And there's there's speculation, and, I, and you have to take that with a grain of salt, but there's speculation that we're going to see something with the X-Men in the Falcon Winter Soldier series because it looks like they spend time in a city called Madripoor, uh, which plays oh, an I've important role in the this. X-Men stories. And that's uh, important to Wolverine, isn't it? Yeah. Specifically yes. to Wolverine. And so yes. it is possible, but the thing is, this is why I have to take it with a grain of salt, because we also heard the same thing at the beginning of WandaVision that, Oh, we're going to get the X-Men at the end of WandaVision. And even to the point where when Evan Peters showed up, everybody was like, Oh man, here it is. They're crossing it over, but we didn't get anything. And so, I think part of that is it's very possible that they could start bringing in mutants and Wolverine with Madripoor in Falcon and Winter Soldier. But part of that may just be because, oh, they use that name. Oh, that means the X-Men are coming and people are just speculating. But sooner or later. What's that? Or it could just be a tease like they did with Evan Peters. Exactly. And and the reality is, though, you're right. Disney is going to bring in the X-Men at some point. They're going to bring in the Fantastic Four. Now that they own the rights to those characters. Yeah, Fantastic Four. They're going to bring them in. And I think they're going to do it sooner than later. Look at how quickly, once they got the deal struck with Sony, look at how quickly they brought Spider-Man into the MCU. And I think they'll do the same thing with the X-Men. There's money to be made. The X, Wolverine, Cyclops, Storm, those are such big names. They're going to bring them in. I would love to see a good movie about the Fantastic Four. Because so would- right now for me, and having not have read the comics, uh, Fantastic Four is a little bit of a joke. Yeah. Yeah. Because of the movies that have been released about them. You know what I mean? And everyone's like, oh, they're terrible and awful. And, and all that. I didn't even see the one that they most recently made. Yeah. I don't even know. I, I couldn't even tell you who's in it. But Michael yeah, B. Jordan like- is in it, actually. He plays oh, the Human Torch. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
Well, either but yeah, way. but you know what I mean? Like, it would be so nice to to see, like, because we know they're going to make another Fantastic Four movie because that's like, yes, I know Stan Lee is no longer with us, but like Fantastic Four is his baby. That yeah. is like, that is the first story, comic book story that he wrote. Fantastic Four is always referred to as the first family of Marvel because they were the mm-hmm. first big uh, seller in Marvel and... Yeah, you're right. He, they're his baby, so we're gonna see him at some point, um, and it's gonna. <laughs> Sonder lost his mic. Ha ah, ha! You can't talk. What is going on? Uh, Why can't he talk? He said he lost his mic and he can't get it working again. Oh my heck! Poor Zoner. All right. Well, in that case, <laughs> what mean things should we say that he can't defend himself? I was going to say, in that case, we should just wrap up since Zoner can't talk anymore. No, no, that's course. Like, yeah, I think we're good. Yeah. So there you go. There's our thoughts on where the MCU is going. We started this by asking ourselves, where's Black Widow? We know the answer now. July 9th, she'll be in theaters. You can also watch the film on Disney Plus if you buy the premiere access. Uh, up to you, however you want to see it. But things are starting to move again. Uh, I think as the current situation starts wrapping up, we'll see more and more in the MCU. And it's exciting to see where they go from here. We want to know your thoughts. So you can send us an email to feedback at stolendroids.com. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on where you think the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going to go. Uh, make sure to follow us on all of the social media outlets. You can find us pretty much everywhere at Stolen Droids. And we would love to hear from you there as well. So yeah. thank you. And make sure you go back in. Um, this is this is all part of our, our Marvelous March. So make yeah. sure if, if you haven't listened to the two previous episodes... Go back. Go back and listen to our other um, ones. We did a WandaVision recap, a whole series recap. And then before that, we did a bracket with all the different Avengers from Endgame and Infinity War. And we did like a, we did our own like March Madness bracket. So you guys should check it out. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening and uh, we'll, we'll see you later. Bye. Hey, everybody. Say bye, Zoner. Zoner says, Zoner says bye. <laughs> This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production. DC sucks, Marvel rules. Oh, that part didn't get recorded on the video, but it'll be on the audio. (laughs) Just kidding. I like DC.